Thank God it's Friday. Welcome to the Hot Nigel Friday Show. I wanted to start it off with a little something that, you know, get you guys in the mood. Get you guys ready to walk that walk into Friday evening. Getting ready for uh, two days of relaxation. Probably alcohol. Whole lot of fun. Because that's what we do. So... I wanted to tell everybody because, you know, we have uh, a lot of things going on in our city now. SEP uh, is going on strike. I don't know if you guys have ever have heard about it. And if any of you are new to the city and have this may be your first SEPTA strike, welcome to Philadelphia because that's what we do. Our transit system kind of acts like your... Uh, 
Well, it kind of acts like you're a partner when they're not getting what they want. They withhold everything. That's what SEPTA does. They withhold everything that you need the most. Their services. Unfortunately, though, on SEPTA, you know, there's a lot of things going on that, yeah, for the most part, isn't the best. Because, well, you know, this is Philadelphia and we do things differently. But we are also going into the winter year, the winter season. And once again, for all of you that this may be your first winter in Philadelphia, I would like to give all of you a few things, to, a few pointers for the Philadelphia uh, winter season. Like, uh, for one thing, during the snow season, we have a rule in this city. It is an illegal rule, but it's still a rule. And that rule is you do not move anyone's chairs i know a few of you probably looking at me looking at each other like what is he talking what is hot nigel talking about moving people's chairs in this city when the snow falls because we really only get like let's be real people we really only get like what two two weeks of snow in this in philadelphia it's not a big deal but unfortunately or those two weeks People have to shovel their cars out of their parking spots every morning before work. And it is a Philadelphia tradition. No matter what part of the 215 you live in, you will come outside and see people's living room chairs, dining room chairs, kids chairs, any type of furniture they can find sitting in their freshly dug out parking space. So for all of you that do not know about this tradition i'm just warning you the fastest way to piss your neighbor off is to move their you do not touch your neighbor's chair when it is sitting in their freshly dug out parking spot that is the fastest way to make enemies in the city of philadelphia that's pretty much the fastest way i got i don't know any other way to put it it's a it's a it's it's a it's a tradition. And if you ask any civil servant in the city, they will tell you it is no legal tradition. But it's a tradition. It's what we do. You know, and we're also just so happy to be going into the Philadelphia sports season, which is my favorite time of the year. You know, it's when we get the Eagles and the Sixers and the Flyers, they're all out there just doing their thing. And this year we're actually winning. And um, I don't know if any of you were here during the last few times that we've been to playoffs, but when Philly makes it to the playoffs and we get to the point where we feel as though we may actually win it all, and it's not, it's not many times that this happens, maybe once every two, three, four, five, six, ten years, but we have a, another Philadelphia tradition that is led by our, our great Philadelphia police. Gotta love Philadelphia police. They do their jobs sometimes. But we, we have a tradition in here, okay? So I just want all of you, don't be alarmed if the Sixers or the Eagles or the Flyers make it, or even the Phillies, make it to the promised land of sports. Do not be alarmed when you see our Philadelphia police out there greasing our poles. Get your minds out the gutter now, people. Get your minds out of the gutter. We grease poles specifically in this city 
Nowhere else will you find grease poles in America. Nowhere else on the planet do they grease poles like they grease poles here in Philadelphia. See, the Philadelphia police go out there with their special concoction of, of, of liquid lubricants. And they go out and grease every light pole, every flagpole, anything that stands more than six or seven feet high off the ground. They're out there greasing those poles with their special lubricants because here in Philadelphia, we don't climb mountains. We climb poles. Let one of our teams make it to the playoffs, make it to the promised land. Oh, we are climbing those poles, people. And there's not a, there isn't nothing, there is nothing on this planet slippery enough to keep a Philadelphia sports fan, sports fan off of a pole. We climb poles better than any stripper you've ever seen anywhere on the planet. Go straight to the top and hang there until the alcohol kicks in and then you watch them fall like the ball at New Year's New Year's Day. It is a Philadelphia tradition. We climb our grease poles. Greased or ungreased, we're climbing poles out here, people. And hopefully, hopefully, if we are so lucky, Joel Embiid, JoJo, the process, will have us out here greasing poles in a few short months. And with that being said, let's move on to another song for you guys. And our next song is going to do a little CeeLo, Wake You Guys Up. Let me know how you like it.
dolly, show me dolly, oh baby I think she love me and she love me so madly And Jaja know, say she driving me crazy Especially like when she spot, Philip and Robson Johnny And when she spot, Robert and the Apache The girl a tell me, say she want the milk and she honey She love me like how the fish, them love her swimming at the sea She love me like how pocket man, it love some money, money And I tell me, say them want the milk and not them honey Come follow me now, we better having fun yet first song was a little bit of a technical difficulty nobody knows who really 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 knows how to use turntables anymore i mean like let's be real i could show these turntables to my kids right now and they would think that they're frisbees so i mean this is the world we're living in nowadays i have to go buy christmas gifts for my kids and i'm running around trying to figure out where can I get the cheapest ninja stuff for a six-year-old boy that wants to be a ninja. I don't know if you all got, I know you guys got kids out there. The imagination of a child is, 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 it's, it's amazing. It's amazing. I remember a few years ago, my, uh, my son and his sister decided that they wanted a poopsie. For Christmas and 
as an adult who has more thing better things to do than to figure out what the latest toy is i just ran out and said okay sure i'm gonna run out and go buy a poopsie i don't care what it is it's my kids my my, my son and sister they, they want it i have to get it for them so of course as a good father i'm out in tours of rust on their last few days of survival and from like the rest of the parents trying to clean them out and we're standing me and three moms are standing in the toy aisle trying to find this poopsie i remember looking at two of the other moms and i'm like what uh do you guys know what a poopsie is you know where it is and they were all sent to the same aisle by the same evil little toys r us representative who knew what a poopsie was but judging by the smile on her face she knew that it would be more interesting not to tell me and just let me find it on my own along with these other three young young women and we were all standing around looking aimlessly where is this poopsie and i just so happened to look up on the top shelf and i see the word poopsie written across a small box and i'm like yes i found it and it's like five of them up there and i pull down the first poopsie and I'm holding it like the holy grail of toys because I have finally found this toy that my children desperately wanted. And the other parents are looking at me with smiles on their faces and they're like, yeah, we found the boobsie. And so of course, I look out and I'm like, uh, I look to them and they look to me because we've now all seen the image on the box of what it is we are about to buy our children and all of our faces dropped at the same time as we as our eyes finally focused in on this picture of a nice perfect pile of turd doo-doo people it was a box of doo-doo and the worst part about it was they put sprinkles on it like the sprinkles would make the doo-doo better my children literally sent me to the store to buy them doo-doo and you called it a poopsie i mean just picture people that little doo-doo emoji that's on your phone that i'm pretty sure most of us really don't use that often i'm not an emoji person but that's what i was holding in my hand as if i just got done walking my dog and he pooped in front of someone's home and now i have to carry this to the nearest trash can no i am now standing in toys r us for the first time i never thought that this would ever happen that i would be standing in toys r us with no children around me and yet i'm still holding a pile of doo-doo doo-doo and the rest of these parents looked at me in disgust like because we at that moment we realized Toys R Us is really trying to sell us some, sh- you know what I mean? They're, they're, you're really just going to pass this off. I couldn't believe it. I was appalled. I was disgusted. And I had really had to spend $20 on this pile of glittery doo doo. And so I was like, well, what am I supposed to do with this? And then the girl looked over and goes, there goes a. 
poopsie can, uh, holder. And I looked up and I pulled the box down with the poopsie holder. And I said, okay, so you put your poopsie in the poopsie holder. And I turned the box around. And once again, I was in complete and utter disbelief at just how openly ignorant the makers of poopsie were. Because literally the container that you store your poopsie in people it was a toilet i mean i'm pretty sure you could have it was you selling me doo-doo and then you're telling me to put my doo-doo in the at least you're teaching these children something's positive even though i this boy's been potty trained for a while i don't understand why we're going back over this and i do not understand why these kids at whatever point in time decided that playing with artificial doo-doo is more fun than anything else. At least when I was children, if you gathered up doo-doo, you put it in a bag, set it on somebody's porch, and lit it on fire and waited for them to come outside. That was fun when I was a child. Yes, you had to pick up actual doo-doo, which made things a little bit more challenging. You didn't send your parents to the store and say, I need a pile of doo-doo for nineteen ninety nine plus tax so with that being said people I think it's time for a little southern hospitality because it's things getting crazy out here Hit by a star, hit by a car, drunk 
close cause she's hit by a fall Hit by the Neptunes, hit by guitar Afro picks, afro chicks I let my soul glow from my afro Rabbit out the hat pulling afro tricks Afro-American, afro thick Overall country, overall jeans Overall Dolgen, we overall clean Southern hospitality, your overall mean Overall triple, overall beam Thugged out, wearing thugged out chains Thugged out blocks, playing thugged out games All black, tinted up, thugged out range DTP stay doing thugged out things All our players in the house that can buy the bar And the ballin' with the candy cars If you a pimp and you know you don't love them When you get on the floor if you chasing cash and you got some big with a matching with your flight boots or your open toes when you get on the floor all our players in the house that can buy the bar and the ballin' with the candy car if you a pimp and you know you don't love them when you get on the floor all our women in the house if you chasing cash and you got some big with a matching with your flight boots or your open toes when you get on the floor you know what baby
the same Cause I don't want nothing to change This is where I wanna be Your young name. 
tell you again She's begging the look Hot in a, hot in a, hot in a, hot in a cloud Good in a, good in a, good a, good when she bows Hot in a, hot in a, hot in a, hot in a cloud Good in a, good in a, good now what? My girl I'm full of charm and intellect Ambition and etiquette You me cannot forget Your love me cannot eject I'm out of my double deck Like some 90 minutes cassette No silicone in your breast No stress mark, no debate You live in a palace Some y'all live in a forest You a get carrots Some y'all a get arrest Some y'all a link up with old man Maris Y'all let me fit from your shoes She no boy Girl you're hot in a, hot in a, hot in a, hot in a cloud Good in a, good in a, good a, good when you pop Hot in a, hot in a, hot in a, hot in a cloud Come, 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 come. 
having fun this is a great great way to go into friday tgif thank god it's friday checks will be out soon people will be hitting the bar soon it's payday it's payday y'all know what it is y'all ain't even need me to remind y'all it's this is my favorite day of the week i don't know if you guys know but this is definitely my absolute favorite day of the week and mainly because i have two days to practice i have two days to get my stuff together because i don't know if any of you guys know but i do stand-up comedy yay and if none of y'all have laughed yet i don't care but i do stand-up comedy i do uh open mics on monday so saturdays and sundays are usually my prep time get my stuff together gather up a whole bunch of uh material and go out and i'm usually at the punchline on mondays monday nights after work after i walk a dog after i eat after i clean off vital areas and so you know gotta go down there and tell some jokes because kevin hart can't be the only person making it out of philly doing stand-up no it's got to be a couple more of us we need some more I'm tired. I'm, I know you guys are tired of hearing hearing jokes from the little from the little people section with Kevin Hart and them. So I feel as though I need to be the next one. So I will be there on Monday. And uh however, I have my idols. 
I have my idols as far as stand-up comedy. Like my very first stand-up comic idol was, uh, and believe it or not, it was Rodney Dangerfield. Gets no respect. Gets no respect. I remember watching that as a kid. And as a kid, if you can make me laugh as a kid and you're an adult and you're talking about your wife, how she gives you no respect. And it's weird because as a kid, you're like, man, I'm going to grow up and I'm going to have a wife and she's probably not going to respect me because this guy makes money and he doesn't get any respect. This is ridiculous. So I'm no, I knew I was going to be, eventually be a stand-up comic. So he was one of my first. Then, of course, it's Richard Pryor, Paul Mooney, Eddie Murphy, uh, Damon Wayans. Uh, who else? Oh, Robin Williams. I don't know if a lot of you know, but uh, Robin Williams was always one of my favorite. But they used to do a show. It was him, Billy Crystal, and Whoopi Goldberg. They used to do a three-person set. And... Uh, if you've only seen Robin Williams in the movies, watching Robin Williams on stand-up, it's like watching a dad from Full House doing stand-up. It's a complete culture shock to you. If you've never seen these people outside of what they've put on television, this is definitely going to be a culture shock for you. But Robin Williams is one of my favorites. Billy Crystal, very, very, very funny. And people don't know, Whoopi Goldberg, before she was on The View, telling off America about everything. She was a stand-up comic. Before she was out there, you know, before she was uh this was this was after the uh was it the color purple and things like that. But yes, this this is a she is a very, very funny woman. Very funny woman. One of my favorite uh comics, period, to see on to, to see on stage. Uh, so with that being said, I think I might give you a taste into how I ended up loving stand-up comedy. So check this one out. See, there ain't many of us left. Most of us have drowned. I'm not bullshit, man. I was fucking with my kids, and I usually be in the shallow part, you know, just fucking around. And one time I fuck around and forgot and jumped in the deep end. And water has a way of bringing your memory back to you real quick. <laughs> and all I could think of when I was talking about edge, <laughs> get me to the edge. Lord, the edge. I was swimming in one spot. I'm making a whole lot of water and shit fall out of the pool, but I wasn't moving nowhere, Jack. My kids were talking about, kick your legs, daddy, kick your legs. I said, edge. And my kids was laughing at my ass. I was drowning, they thought that was funny. They laughed when I had a heart attack, they laughed. I was in the front yard, they went, ha ha. Said, daddy's so funny. Look, he turning blue. I had to threaten to cut their allowance off to get them to call me an ambulance. <laughs> My son said, oh shit, dad's serious. Don't more fuck with the money. Anybody here ever had a heart attack? No, a motherfucker never admit they had a heart attack, right, people? No, sir, I never did. I had indigestion one time. That motherfucker's hype. I don't care what nobody tell your ass, boy. I was walking in the yard and some say, don't breathe no more. I said, huh? I said, don't breathe no motherfucking more. You heard me. 
Okay, I won't breathe, I won't breathe. And I tried to ease a little air inside of my mouth. And I said, say, motherfucker, did I tell you not to breathe? You told me not to breathe, you told me not to breathe. Well, where are you going? Why are you walking? Stand still, motherfucker. Okay, I'll stand still. Get your ass down. Okay, I'm down, I'm down. Don't hurt me, don't hurt me, don't hurt me. Shut the fuck up. You think about dying, now. Yeah, yeah. Why didn't you think about that when you was eating that pork, motherfucker? I don't know. Drinking that whiskey and snorting that cocaine, nigga. I didn't think about, I didn't think about. Shut the fuck up. I didn't shut up, I shut up. You ain't shut up yet. That's when you put an emergency call in to God. Please, this is emergency. Can I talk to God? I'll have to put you on hold. And your heart gets mad if it finds out you was going behind his back trying to talk to God. Was you trying to talk to God? No, I wasn't. You was a lying motherfucker. Was <laughs> I woke up in the ambulance. And I was looking at nothing but white people staring down at me. <laughs> I said, oh, God, I done fucked around, wind up in the wrong motherfucking heaven. <laughs> so now I got to listen to Lawrence Welk the rest of my day. <laughs> but they worked on my ass, man, and they saved me, man. You know, they say, though, you can save people, like you see them with mouth-to-mouth -mouth resuscitation. I don't know. Because if I'm walking down the street and I see a motherfucker laid out like <laughs> and slobber and shit hanging out their mouth, <laughs> they ain't gonna make it. <laughs> you know what I mean? I say, hey, bro, I don't think you're gonna make it. Unless you can get somebody to wipe that shit off your mouth. Because you could be giving somebody mouth to mouth and death ease into your lungs. <laughs> and death don't give a fuck where it go. And it get two for one, that's a good day. Because <laughs> you can't fuck around with death, boy. Death will take you away and forget it. Unless you John Wayne or somebody can kick death's ass. <laughs> right, John Wayne kicked death's ass twice. Right, the motherfucker had cancer, kicked death's ass. Open heart surgery, John Wayne just said, get the fuck out of here, Death. Shout out to the great, great Richard Pryor. And the genius that we lost earlier this year, Paul Mooney, who was actually one of Richard Pryor's best friends and writers back in the day. And I used to be a huge Paul Mooney fan, huge, huge Paul Mooney fan. And it was crazy when I heard that he died. And as a comedian, you know, the first, when you're a comedian, you, you don't really mourn in certain situations the way other people mourn. Like, it's, for whatever reason, the first thing you think of is a joke. And I, I, for me personally, when I heard that Paul Mooney passed away, and I don't know if you know much about Paul Mooney, but th th he was, how can I put this? He was a very pro-black brother. Call you out on anything. 
tell anybody what was on his mind the moment it hit his mind. And the first thing I thought of when I heard the tragic story, uh, tra- well, the, the, the heart-wrenching story that he had left us and we weren't going to hear any more of his jokes, first thing I thought of was, man, whoa, what was Paul Mooney like going into heaven, like standing in, the, in, in that long line at the pearly gates with St. Peter's and all them, if you're Catholic or however, you know, you... You, you represent the afterlife. I could just instantly just thought like I could just see Paul Mooney slowly, like just standing in line, just pushing everybody out the way. Because, you know, Paul Mooney doesn't seem like the type of brother that waits. And he's just walking up to the pearly gates. Peter, Peter, get away from me, Peter. I'm here for one reason or one reason. Richard, Richard, where are you, Richard? Bring your ass out here. I'm not going in there unless I know for a fact. And you see Richard Pryor walking up. Hey, Jack, what's up, man? Ain't long time no see. Looking good. Hey. Don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear that shit, Richard. I want to hear one thing. I Just answer me this one question before I walk into these gates. What's up, Jack? What's up, man? What's wrong? Why your face all long, man? Just tell me. Just answer me this one question, Richard. Is Jesus black? Man, what's all this going on, man? We got angels, we got feathers, we got wings, and all this other stuff. Are you worried about the color of Jesus? What's wrong? I'll be damned if I walk into these pearly gates for the rest of eternity. Y'all have me apologizing to these white folks for the rest of eternity. I will not do it, Richard. Hey, man, look, man, look, man, don't worry about it. This is heaven, brother. This is heaven. Jesus is whatever he looks like to you. You good. This is heaven, baby. However, you do have one issue. Well, what's that, Richard? Ain't no cursing in heaven. What? I'm out of here. Where you going? I'm going to hell. I'll be damned if I help you up here and I can't curse. And that's just my opinion of what... Paul Mooney would be in heaven. I don't I mean if you can't curse, there's a lot of comedians that ain't gonna make it. And I don't know if I can't curse when I get to heaven. I'm gonna be in that long purgatory line. Like, ooh, where can I get a couple more cuss words out before I got to start eternity? This ain't gonna work for me. Yeah, no, 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 no. That don't work for me. I cuss a lot. I come from a long line of cusses. My grandma was a cusser. My mama was a cusser. Her mama was a cusser. My mama, my grandmama, and my grandmama's mama were cussers. They was, they was the most three cuss. They was like the cussing golden girls. And you, and funny because none, none of the men in my family really cursed, but them, ooh, it's something about an old woman cursing you out for the littlest things and there's nothing you can do about it because they smile when they curse you out too you ever see an old lady curse you out hey, baby, I, you know, I can't stand your ass you can get up out my face before I go get my shoe to put something hot up and get up out my face baby yeah you know, I remember I was in South Philly there was an old lady in the South and in the, in the, in the, owned her own little sandwich shop you can get a sandwich a soda and about 15 cuss words for $6 it was 
great. She was the sweetest old lady, but she would curse you out. And didn't she didn't know me from a can of paint. Walked in, hey, how you doing? How the fuck you doing, motherfucker? I'm old. Hey, ma'am. <laughs> I love I love the old senior citizens. I love the older people. I always try to show them as much respect and love as I possibly can. But so I have about nine, eight or nine minutes left. So I am going to send this off. Because it's Friday. I'm going to send one off for the ladies. This this last song, this is for all the ladies. And the fellas. Because, you know, it, it's, uh, Beyonce got a lot. The, the, the beehive is plentiful. It's, 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 there, there is no exclusion in the beehives, okay? So I know there's a couple of you, bee, a couple of you uh, beehivers in here. So this is for all the beehivers. This is a little throwback. It's a little, a little Beyonce for y'all.
and this is your boy dj hot nigel signing off before lunch about to take this trip to wawa and it's not the old lady up the school kill talk to y'all later see y'all monday happy fridays it's the water boy i'm out y'all ready for this one